Get ready to tap into the minds of the founding fathers of SEO. Rocket. Rocket to the next generation of search engine optimization 3.0 with traffic that will put your website into a head-on collision. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO. Now, here are the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, the SEO SEO rock stars. All right, welcome everyone to the SEO rock stars. This is Chris Boggs, and I'm here with Frank Watson. Hello, Frank. How are we doing, my friend? I hope that we have a very interesting show for our listeners today. Oh, well, you know, we always do, thanks to your outstanding content curation. So we actually mixed this one up a little bit, and we're originally recording this show on August 26, 2016. So in case you're listening to it later or thinking you're listening to it live and we're out of date, that is why. Seven Quick SEO Hacks for the SEO Newbie is a great article that came out by Stefan Spencer, an old timer, as per se, the founder of Cavario, who sold off to a company in San Diego, which is now part of iProspect, actually. Stefan Spencer has written Seven Quick Hacks for the SEO Newbie. And this is at Search Engine Land, published on August 25th, 2016, uh, so just yesterday. So, Frank, I don't know if you had time to really read yeah. through this article yet, but I think it's a good synopsis and a good primer even for an SEO newbie, I would say, especially coming from someone. And it usually takes someone that's been doing something the longest to be able to be the most concise about it, right? Exactly. And, I mean, the, the good thing about that is it sort of comes off of the, from the angle of how an SEO would optimize their own websites for what's going on in the industry, but also a guideline for anyone in any industry. Like the first one, which I reinforce constantly, is distribute your home pages link authority to your most important pages. In other words, you know, really be determinant of which pages you're going to have on that home page. And that's why a lot of the built-in for WordPress has the most popular. So they're passing authority to those pages that are getting a lot more views from people that you know, your audience is looking at. Things like not using large images. It's it, We keep saying it, but internal links is a key and crucial element to SEO these days. So I just wanted to kind of chime. But I also agree with the stopping huge images. Talked about uh, that stuff. So what about the p- check that people aren't linking to pages that are 404? To me, a good one, a good point about that, too, is to check that you yourself aren't linking to pages that are 404. Because a lot of times when you do the link from in Search Console, you find that you got a bunch of your own pages linking to you. Oh, exactly. And I think, you know, I mean, that part of it, you know, I do this quite a bit and I see it quite a bit, not only in, in sites that I'm responsible for, but, you know, when I'm looking at clients or, or potential clients' websites, that search console, I don't know what it is, but they grab everything. And even pages, especially if you're going through WordPress, if you publish something and then rename it and this, that, and the other, they're, they're going to have the three versions of a particular copy of a page, and you're going to end up with you know a thousand four or four pages in your search console uh, area, uh, you know, crawl area. So you've got to just make sure that the particular pages are the finished ones because you can very simply go in, you know, especially inside of Search Console and go to 500 if you've got 1,000, do 500 at a time, highlight them, mark them as fixed. Uh, that's one way of, of just clearing Great them out point. so that Google knows not to, and, you know, keep crawling. 
Yeah, the other point there, Frank, is that, you know, there is this tab that you can see when you go to your crawl errors and maybe you highlight that on the 404s. A lot of times, I mean, there's always error details and you won't always have linked from. And then sometimes there's actually a third tab, which is LinkedIn sitemaps. So there's some quick hits in there. And if you take the time to go a little bit further than just looking at it at the overview and trying, I know, you know, some SEOs we've talked and you try to look for patterns, right? So if you can quickly see a pattern of pages that's in that list of 404s there, you can make some decisions quickly, you think, and fix everything, right? But you do have to drill a little further. So Definitely check out this uh, article by Stefan Spencer. We're not going to go through the rest of them right now because we got to move along to our next topic. But good seven quick SEO hacks for the new SEO. Yeah, no, it's definitely worth the read. So let's hit a quick one from Search Engine Journal. Hidden Google command. There's a cool new, or I, I personally hadn't heard of it until I saw this, search that you can do for a list of local business websites. And what you simply do is type in two stars. Typically, what uh, I call the star is the little uh, thing above the eight wild on card. many keyboards, uh, but it can also be referred to as a wildcard, exactly. So if you put two wildcards, what happens, Frank? You start getting listings of local businesses around your area. So obviously, Google's looking at whatever the GOIP address is of where you are when you've connected into them at the moment. But it's clever. Yeah, I mean, it's, it shows they're, they, you know, they really are all about local localization to a large extent. And I think that's you know, why they considered buying Groupon a few years ago was because Groupon had that ability to reach out to local businesses and talk them into buying coupons and, you know, Google has slowly, you know, with the Google Plus business pages and things like that, built this, and they and they see their future, I think, as part of what they, they want to do to conquer the world, as getting more involved with local business websites. Yeah. I think this is a key signal, again, to the strength of making sure that your Google My Business is aligned properly and that you got a single account in there and that you really are able to be part of that data set, right, that they can return for a search like this. Right now, I just did it. I'm sitting at my office, which is inside of a neighborhood, inside of a golf course. So nothing showing up for me except for my own actual flag. Uh, but I'm looking forward to trying it once I'm in downtown Saratoga. And I recommend you guys try it out, too, and let us know. Uh, the Travis Stakes is this weekend at Saratoga, if you're going to be there, mate. You know, I, I've heard completely about <laughs> We have some plans, and it's actually important for us to hit that race season. One more quick one before we hit a break is, you know, SEO Book is back. They've been sort of writing a little bit, I guess, since the beginning of this year a little bit, Frank. I know yeah. Aaron took a hiatus, and uh, there's some great articles. In fact, I was looking at another one, but one we're going to cover today is How I Learned to Start Loving Social Media's Dark Side. And there's no, there's the date, August 10, 2016 by Cygnus. I think there's some really cool little hints in here. For example, using aspirational influence to find a blogger to write and talk about your client or product. So it, then he says to use peer influence indirectly. So what is the difference there between the aspirational and the peer influence? Uh, you know, talking about influencer tactics. He's very fine tuning the type of people you know, and he uses the example, Kim Kardashian and a local familiar blogger, for a foodie, a local foodie. Uh, you know, you're going to, you know, on a, on a bigger level, which is aspirational. You, everyone wants to be like um, Kim Kardashian or <laughs> supposedly, you know. Yeah, with God, she, God if help she us picks, all. Yeah, got it. No, no, but you know what I mean? If she uses a particular product 
a lot of uh, people that aspire to to be that trendy hip or or right. you know sexy so or whatever they think of a. Yeah. Whereas inspirational is more okay. Here's someone Fear. that really knows Fear's the local. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's 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 just on the communication thing. So but I yeah, it's no, cool it's good to, to see that, that up, yeah, right? books back. Because yeah, no, no, no. I, I like this article ways that he splits between aspirational influence and peer influence. That I think is important, right? Because you use peer influence indirectly to let a more difficult approach blogger writer discover your client and write about him or her. Use peer influence to change tone meaning of a negative article to something more benign. You know, a lot of cool little tricks here that you obviously have to understand some of the various arts in digital marketing. And the fact that, you know, there's a nice little list right here of social media's dark side is, is no secret. You know, there's things you can do in social media. As SEOs, obviously, we got to keep careful there, though. Right, Frank? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's... See, the thing is, as I always go back to like nine, ten years ago when Michael Gray said that Google isn't the law. You know, I mean, it's terms and conditions, you're skating along, you know, I mean, part of this, you know, they create a a set of rules. And if you can tweak them in such a way to to get an effect, you've just got to realize that there can be consequences. Uh, I think the whole uh, white hat, black hat, uh, and the dark arts and all that sort of thing is a little bit of a misnomer. It's short-term success versus the long-term impact of something going wrong. Risk uh, uh, versus reward. So let's take a break and stay with us here on SEO Rockstars. We'll be right back with you after a word from our sponsors. We'll be back with more SEO Rockstars right after this. It's time to take your ad testing out of the Mesozoic era and into the Ezoic era. Ezoic is the world's first machine learning platform, creating tailored ad combinations to monetize your website. Our automated ad testing not only boosts ad income, but increases page views, improves bounce rate, and will impress the user experience. Start your 30-day free trial today at ezoic.com and join thousands of publishers. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-384. A more refreshing kind of talk radio. Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Now, let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars. All right, everyone, we are back. Our next article today, by the way, this is SEO rock stars with Chris Boggs and Frank Watson. GoFishDigital.com writes 
thematic modeling using related words and document and anchor text. So just recently, Frank, another Facebook conversation I think we were having recently. But this is from Bill Slosky, who, you know, if anyone of the level of understanding to write something like this, I, I definitely want to read this by Bill, right? And it, it's a decently long article. I personally have not taken the chance to read it yet. I'm not sure if you had a chance, Frank. This was in our list of topics to try to hit earlier in August that we you know, took a few weeks off and missed. But, you know, any coverage on this entity versus thematic models? It's something worth reading because it really sort of gives a lot of good information from various Google patents that, you know, Bill is one of the leading authorities in our space about. You know, he really is diligent about this. But uh, it talks about how... There's the association of particular words, like, you know, they use the example of President of the United States and, and then a name such as George Bush and Bill Clinton, uh, that type of thing. So you know that there's an association between those sort of terms, uh, the White House with other terms. And just you know, talks about that thematic part of it. And Google's starting to recognize, especially as we move into this realm of machine learning and and uh, rank brain, which I hate the name of, but you know, there it's this phrase based indexing and semantics and, and he really, it goes into it. He gives you a really good sort of overview. If you weren't familiar with a lot of the things that are happening that have happened in the past and that are now becoming a little bit more important as, as Google has made a lot more voice about their use of machine learning. You know, he talks about how, uh, just the way that you phrase something, the way that you highlight it, um, you know, and, and the fact that there's related terms that are getting sort of qualified in there. I mean, this is, this is something that's definitely worth going out and reading. So, folks, this is one I highly recommend. And once again, great job by Bill. Yeah, I mean, one quick thing to close it off. Thank you for covering it. I had read sort of the top part, and I like the description. You were talking about sort of the clustering, right, uh, that's required, and, and for machines to better be able to understand co-occurrence. Clinton, Lewinsky, and Purses is, is a great example where he went to about four, you know, different possible clusters of those words. And, uh, you know, he could have obviously gone further had he wanted to because yeah. everyone knows that there's a Monica Lewinsky is a nickname for something else nowadays. So if you think about, you know, the way that a machine has to learn how humans sort of change the language around and start to reference certain things to be other things, it's got to be pretty difficult. So luckily, Bill's <laughs> written something for us to, that I can hopefully talk with him about at PubCon this year. There you go. Let's move along to the next one. And this is actually a great article over at Search Engine Journal from last month, July 26, 2016. How and why to raise organic SEO CTRs or click-through rate. Now, this is actually from a VIP contributor that many know as the search personality <laughs> of the year right now, Larry Kim. Yeah. Um, so... Great data. He backs his reasoning with, I think, very sound testing. So it, there's a big introduction, but then he gets into testing the real impact of organics click-through rate on Google. Frank, what did you think about this? Yeah, I, I mean, generally, I'm sort of of the camp that uh, Larry won. He's just constantly pushing content out there, and some of it gets a little thin, and it's a bit of a reach. I mean, this one I do happen to agree with the uh, influence of click-through rate in uh, rankings because I've actually 
used this as a tool and tested it where I've gone out and used the ever-popular Amazon Turk till they shut me down. I would create certain search results. You know, you'd have to go and do a search and then look for a particular URL and then answer a question. Then you get paid. So basically what that was doing was making people go and do a search, click on particular things. And then over time, I, I got to see that it did actually impact how they were ranked. It's more, I think, the engagement part of it. And if, let's say, you've got pages, yeah, you get 10 pages, 10 blue links, as it were, and eight of them constantly get clicked on and two don't. Google is going to bring two others up to try and test to see if they're more or eight of uh, if conducive. All, yeah, you know, it could be oh, if, exactly. if those eight that are constantly getting clicked on keep bringing people back to that search result, then Google's going to be cycling those downwards too, right? So I think that you know, to me, the synopsis of a point like this is that always look to paid search rules for SEO likelihoods, right? You look at quality score and how extremely affected it is by click-through rate, and you can see that through testing, then I personally think that, you know, it, it, that's the, what is it, Occam's razor, right? It, it must be the same in SEO because it's yeah. the simplest possible solution. Occam's razor is, you know, the, the name of uh, Avinash's Yes, exactly. Blog. Yes, I wonder if that should be a hint. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, on that one, ponder that. Listen to some more words from our sponsors, and we will be right back with you here on SEO Rockstars. We'll be back with more SEO Rockstars right after this. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising, or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrand. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Synergize your search engine education from 101 to Rockstar level. Only on Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars. 
All right, we're back. Uh, this episode is originally recorded August 26, 2016. This is Chris Boggs from Web Traffic Advisors and Frank Watson, the Aussie webmaster, the original AW. We're going <laughs> to now cover a couple of cool topics. One is from Search Engine Land about the connection between SEO and marketing, which is a, a favorite topic of mine. SEO and the CMO, communication and the boardroom metrics that matter. One of the things that I learned that was beat into my head when I went from being originally sort of fly-by-night <laughs> SEO consultant, I'd learned SEO, but I didn't really have that great of a marketing education yet and, and so forth, is uh, senior people at, at the agency I worked with beat into my head this concept of bringing out the crayons and sticking to data and staying away from using words like black hat and link juice and so forth, right? So articles like this by Jim Yu, who, by the way, is another big leader in our industry. In case anyone doesn't know, he's the CEO of Bright Edge, which is a very important tool in the industry, along uh, with a couple other big tools that we all know, like Conductor and Search Metrics and LinkedIn and all them. So another sort of similar article to the last one we covered in that, you know, these types of CEOs like to back their articles with numbers. And this is an article that's backed with numbers about presenting numbers. So, Frank, what did you think about this one? Yeah, I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's very true. You, you know, the, the bottom line is now with me uh, working for an agency and, and seeing exactly uh, the importance that a place to a large extent on, on understandable numbers as opposed to like, okay, you've got to uh, do certain steps. They, you know, while you can lay out the suggestion of the steps, it's the results that the executive level people are more interested in. So you know, that was always the case when I was out on my own. And even when I was working down on Wall Street, you know, the numbers, everyone wants the numbers. Uh, they, they'll have faith in you being able to do what you've got to do so long as you can produce the numbers. And you know, they, a lot of these people, these C executive uh, people, they don't need to know the day to day. They what they need to know is what you've done has had, had an impact. You know, because they've got way too many other things. It's it's yeah. like I tell clients, it's you do things really well. You're better off hiring either yourself or myself to help them with their marketing, so that they can actually increase the productivity of, of what it is that they're selling. You know, if you're a lawyer, you want more clients that you can go into court for. You don't want to be sitting in front of a computer, you know, doing AdWords or uh, optimizing your Google Plus page. Yeah. You know, it's not an effective use of your time because, you, <laughs> you know, you're going to take five times longer and uh, when yeah. whereas you could be billing those hours at your regular rate one of the catch-22s, I think, here, Frank, though, and, and I do believe that, you know, these five things that um, Jim has laid out, that these are questions that are the CMOs are interested in hearing answers. They all have to do with conversions, revenue, market share, share of voice, competition, channels, and ROI, right, current and projected. So the problem with that is that in order for SEO to be able to create sort of micro conversions and prove via metrics that, uh, you know, you are moving the needle and you're pushing forward is that you have to have some metrics that are not related to direct acquisition, right? Or lead acquisition. And, and for example, one would be you have 50,000 pages indexed on a 
10,000 page site, right? So can you explain to the CEO that getting down to 12,500 or 15,000 is a great step towards performance, right? So that's the one thing I would add in is that, that there's another layer there that's difficult is how to hold off these CMOs with other metrics that might not necessarily be related to conversion and revenue yet, because we all know that as, as quick as Google's become and as quick as you can make changes to the bottom line now in SEO compared to even two years ago, it's still going to take a little while. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. And and specifically like what you were saying with, with you know, the number of pages in the index versus the actual number of pages that you now have live on your website, uh, that sort of thing is, it's eating into your, your you know, your crawl budget, as it were. So, uh, yeah, you definitely, there are a lot of things that they need to have a little bit of faith in what you're measuring out. And the use of baseline numbers are very important. The one thing that the agency that I'm doing work with now, Ultima, they really are specialized in conversion optimization and user experience optimization. So it's really interesting to watch of how they interact with the clients as far as numbers go, which are completely different to the stuff that I'm used to as far as (laughs) SEO and SEM. That's the whole thing. I don't think the executive level people really care the difference between one or the other. They just want numbers that are, you know, simple to understand that relate to ROI and making more money or saving them time or, you know, cutting back on whatever. You know, if they look at numbers in a completely different way than most marketing people do. And even within our within our industry, the difference between uh, how an SEO looks at numbers and an SEM looks at numbers and a, you know, a landing page optimizer looks at numbers where, you know, we all are very <clears throat> concentrated on, on results, but we look at different aspects of, of that. And I think because there's so many different ones, it confuses the hell out of the executive level people who just want to know, okay, how'd you help me make more money? Yep. <laughs> so one last topic before we call it an episode. Do you know that Jen Slag has gotten almost 1,600 posts already on her The SEM post, Search Engine Marketing News from Industry Experts? So, wow, you've been churning it out, and it's uh, we're covering Jennifer Slag a lot on, on this show, so it's a great one to keep an eye out. TheSEMpost.com on August 17th published popular 404 to 301 WordPress plugin was injecting cloaked spam links for search engines. So this is a nice, you know, speaking of the dark side, and it's it's also a good reminder that as SEOs and as website owners or managers, if you're using WordPress and you're using plugins, you know, you got to be careful. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's, that's something that I, I've always been very, very aware of is you've got to be careful with the plugins that you use because you never know who's created them and what other things are there unless you're a coder and you can actually look. And, and you should anyway. You know, I mean, if you can't do it yourself, you should always have someone looking at the code, the back end of your website, just to double-check that you know, if you've outsourced your design work, if you've outsourced anything... If you're using a tool, you really want someone to be looking at the back end to just double check that you know, some untoward things haven't been done. You know, the, the classic one is the web designer that puts a link to their website on every page of the website they've designed for you, sucking away part of your link juice 
Yeah. Yeah, they've been yeah. paid for the service, so they're, they're, the link shouldn't be there. Hey, it's like the license plate surrounder. Unless you go buy your own Redskins or Capital license plate surrounder, you got to deal with the one from the, uh, <laughs> the auto dealer, right? The dealership. It's not just WordPress, too. I mean, I've got a client that I work with, some Joomla, and then there's some other CMSs out there where this stuff can happen, right? I actually just found a random link in a nonprofit site for a soccer club where we had updated, and it was from Joomla to Joomla, uh, but it pulled over all the old content, and you know these pages sort of got resurrected that uh, sort of we hadn't seen before, right? And lo and behold, there was uh, you know some injected links there. So keep an eye out, or you're going to be unwittingly helping uh, SEOs out there and potentially harming your own site. Frank, it's been a great episode, and rock on for the week, my friend. Yes, you too. And uh, good luck at Saratoga. Thank you, sir. Rock on, Mm -hmm. everyone. Thanks for staying with us here on SEO Rockstars. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 